All right, folks, coming to you live. We do this Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. On the mic, you're listening to Big Game Bob, Miss Grace Ibrahim for episode 19. Unfortunately, not with us today. Not thrilled about that. Not behind the glass. I am actually in Miami on a uh, on a business trip per se. Um, yeah, you heard the airplane bit last week. I'm I'm slowly, gradually starting to get a little bit louder. I still can't go full throttle on the all right folks because again I'm in a hotel and I'm it's for work. And God forbid you get a noise complaint, you're gone. Like that that's it, you're done. You know, it's at a really nice hotel. If they have to send security for one noise complaint, they're shipping you back home. So no Grace Abraham today. I'm starting to starting to slowly build that voice up louder by la- louder and louder. Next week we will be back. She'll be behind the glass, and I'm just gonna belt out an absurd all right, folks. But for now, we're keeping it, you know, nice and cool, calm, collected here. On the mic, I'm Big Game Bob Grace. Wherever you are, let's go ahead and just jump this right into our sports segment. Speaking of being loud, the Yankees had a 1-0 series lead against the Astros last night. And I'm thinking to myself, Verlander on the mound, if the Yankees can somehow win this ballgame and steal that one in Houston, go up 2-0 back to the Bronx, and it just wasn't looking good till Aaron Judge, I think it was in the fourth inning, went Yahtzee to deep right, took a little oppo taco action. I lost my shit. I, I, I really did. I, it was such a, you know, you, you could hear in my voice that I was trying to keep it together. But I was just jumping around and I get a knock on the door five minutes later and I thought that was it. I, I, I really did because I, I did kind of lose my mind when he hit the dinger. Um, I get a knock on the door, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, you know, that's it. This is security. I opened the door. It was two housekeepers going, housekeeping. I was like, oh, man, am I happy to see you ladies. And they started laughing. They're like, oh, you need service? I was like, no, I do not need service. I'm just so happy to see you. I thought it would be a big six-foot security guy just ready to pounce me on out of here. Come on in if you'd like, ladies. If not, I'm A-OK. Room's tidy enough for me. If it's not tidy enough for me, I'll make it tidy enough. You know how? Little thing we like to call Windex. If you didn't know, the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. I put that shit on just about everything. Moving on. Yankees-Astros. It's going to be an absolute war of a series. And you know... I'll, I'll tell you, being out in the West Coast, everybody asked what the culture change was. You know, how was the change going East Coast to West Coast? Forget everything you thought you should answer to that question. The only adjustment for me has been going from Eastern time to Pacific time when it talks about sports. And I thought for so long that I actually didn't like the LA times on sports. Think about it this way. Football Sunday, you wake up. There's no lag time. There's no time to start your day and get excited for football. You wake up, 10 a.m., games are on. You're locked in. No ifs, ands, or buts. 
Now, East Coast, you kind of you get to settle in a little bit, maybe get a gym session in, whatever it may be, go out, get the groceries, whatever it's got to be, 1 o'clock game starts. So I thought I liked the Pacific times a lot. I don't think so anymore. I'm East Coast time now. The Yankees were still playing. It was 1.15 in the morning. I was exhausted. And you're just battling to stay up. I can't go to sleep with the game still on. And like, so for primetime games, I, I guess I actually prefer the West Coast start. I, it, it's just, the problem with the West Coast is, so a primetime game at 8 o'clock on the East Coast is 5 o'clock on the West Coast. I'm still working. So by the time you get out of work and get settled in into whatever bar you need to be at to watch the game, they're already halfway through because they're an hour, hour and a half through the game. So I, I just, I'm so undecided on whether I prefer the West Coast times or the East Coast times. I mean, I had nothing left in the tank watching this game. It went on 11 innings. It ended at like 1.40 in the morning. I was exhausted at work. Astro Stadium, that's a, it's a tough place to play. You know, when you think the Astros, you never really think of what their mascot is. You know, I never really thought, what is an Astro? Until I saw in the stands, there's guys that actually dress up as astronauts. You know, that's like their thing. Could you imagine sitting next to one of these guys? It's like, oh yeah, how was the Astros game? It's like, well, I spent three fifty a pop for two tickets just to sit behind Buzz Lightyear. I couldn't see a fucking thing. I mean, they're in full astronaut gear. Like, they're just ready for takeoff. You imagine sitting next to one of those bastards or behind them? You got no leg room if you're sitting next to them. And if you're sitting behind them, you can't see a goddamn thing. You're looking into an astronaut the entire game. I don't know how they do it. And then if you do decide to be the astronaut in Houston, Texas, and show up like that, hey, you're going to tell me you didn't just lose... 12 pounds from sweat by the time the seventh inning rolls around? B, what if you have like a thing of popcorn? Is it tough to grab the kernel with the, with the astronaut fingers there? I mean, they're in a full-blown astronaut gear. I, I mean, at least wait till Halloween to bust that thing out. Go, go enjoy the game in a pair of khakis and a t-shirt, please. Maybe a jersey or something. I mean, do we really have to dress up as an astronaut? And I don't want to be biased. The Yankees, too, the, for the, the judges' corner for Aaron Judge, they all dress up as judges, and they're, they got a bunch of hair on them, and a, you know whatever it is, they used to slam that thing down on the wood to hold court. You really want to sit through a game like that? You know, you go trick-or-treating in two weeks. It's playoff baseball, Okay. I don't even see astronauts sitting in the stands. It's ridiculous. Moving on. Next part of our sports segment here. I want to do a part two because this one I really wanted to get off my chest. And the good thing for the for the crowd here, if you're not a sports person, you're definitely an Ellen DeGeneres person because who isn't? And I'm sure you saw last week this girl got absolutely grilled. For being in a box with President Bush. For sitting and watching a Cowboy Packer game with President George W. Bush. 
The media went fucking bananas. Even the Ellen Faithful started to lose some. She started to lose some supporters. Because Ellen is apparently, which I didn't even know till this all happened. Ellen's a, a hardcore left. She's a big time Democrat. Okay. You know what this broad does? She gets up on Ellen's stage, just dances her way out there. And pretty much said exactly what I was hoping she would say. Fuck you all. That's what she did. She said, if you don't want to support me, then fuck you. She said it without saying it. It was so beautiful. She said, what is wrong? What is wrong with me eating popcorn sitting next to George W. Bush just because I'm not a Republican or support the guy's views? I can't watch a Cowboy Packer game with him. And she was so right. I was so proud of her. I loved this girl. She nailed it. She really did. Look, I, I'm pretty in the middle when it comes to politics. I mean that. If, if I like one candidate, I vote for them. If I like the other candidate, I vote for them. I, I don't really gear each way. I guess if you had to say I've voted Republican more times than Democrat, not by much. You don't think I'd be slurping down beers with Bill Clinton if I had the chance, though? Come on. Just slugging Coors Light with Billy Boy? Whether I'm right or left? I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. That's what's wrong with the world today. Ellen was absolutely grilled for this. She was having a blast. She was crushing hot dogs with W. I mean, the things I would do to be able to watch Cowboys Packers in a suite with George W. Bush. Right or left, it doesn't matter. I would be crushing it. They got a liquor bar there. I'd crush some tequilas with Barack Obama. I mean, come on, guys. Are we really going to go after D for this? I think Trump's a disaster. I think he's obnoxious. You don't think I would go golf with the guy? You don't think I'd play a round of 18 with Donald if I was asked to? I mean, can we just, just cool out a little bit? Can we just relax? I mean, jeez. What do you want, Ellen, to to show up in Houston and sit next to some random astronaut? Is that okay? Let the girl go to a football game with whoever she wants to go. It just bothers me, Grace. I'm sorry to get all excited here, but it's true. This is Ellen DeGeneres we're coming at. It's like getting upset with Oprah. You just don't touch that territory. So if she lost any viewers from that then good. She could do without him. Good for you, Ellen. You go, girl. This girl's fantastic. She just gave a big fuck you to every single person that gave her a hard time. It was a beautiful thing. You know, maybe she'll bring back Ronald Reagan from the dead and sit next to him at Washington First Cardinals Game 3. I mean, let her do what she wants to do. On that note, moving on. Grace, I'm in Miami, so I went to go see this girl that I used to work with. And we had been waiting to see each other for years. It had been about, I'd say, five, six years ago. We used to work at the pool at the Fountain Blue Hotel. And for those of you who don't know, the Fountain Blue Hotel is just a money-making machine. This place is just an absolute zoo. They're just printing money. It's the place to be in Miami. Nightclubs, they got like eight different pools. So I I used to work as a pool attendant, and she happened to be one of the pool servers. 
So we would kind of just work the floor on the cabanas. You know, it, it a pool attendant, it's kind of like a, um, a nice word for a towel boy. It's kind of like what it was. But we used to just work this fucking pool. Floor to floor, baseline to baseline, just establishing connections with these cabanas. And these guys, just you, get, you need a shit ton of money to stay there. So they're getting all liquored up, just throwing money. We used to make an absurd amount of money, but we just hit it off. She's a very pretty girl, but it never was even like that. It just, we always just, we connected. We were the same people, and we we would always want to work together because when we worked together, we were just a one a one-two punch, just like a good cop, bad cop type deal, and, and we used to just rake it in. So I was so excited to see this girl. And uh, so I was in town. I was, get, I was getting drinks with my friend. She goes, uh, you know, come over and see us. We're at TGIF Fridays. It's like, ah, you know, I didn't really picture this reunion going down at TGIF Fridays, uh, especially on a Tuesday. But uh, sure, I'll be right over there. I go over there. I didn't know what the setting would be. I didn't know if she was with somebody or not. But I didn't care. I was so excited this year. We had so much to catch up on. I walk into this TGI Fridays, and she's sitting there with a guy, a nice fella. You know, so we're chatting. It's so good to see each other. He kind of, to start out of the gate, he provided a good buffer, you know, because there was just so many topics we wanted to hit, but then I kind of had to get him involved in the conversation. And he was bringing a good amount to the table to where it was fine. I was fine having him here. But throughout it, I'm starting to wonder, like, okay, like, it's like this guy was kind of gearing up for something. You know, it was kind of like he was, he was, there was a reason that he was sitting there. So finally, there's a break in the action. And I, I don't know if any of you guys, you've had to, if you're under the age of 35, even, even 40s, 50s nowadays, at some point you've got this, you got pitched the pyramid scheme. Whether it's dishing out energy drinks, uh, some type of insurance bullshit scheme, whatever it may be, before you get pitched, and I call it getting pitched. It's like, oh shit, I got pitched. It's the pyramid scheme. And you know, I'm 26 years old. Those days are behind me. I used to work for Cutco Knives, where you go out and you go house to house, door to door selling knives. You cut right through the rope. Like, yes, Miss Jones, I know you may think your knife works for that uh, tomato, but I want you to try this new Cutco knife. It's uh, made out of a fucking sword, believe it or not. Watch me just cut up this rope. Do you have any tomatoes that you don't mind me just splashing around your kitchen? It's going to be $14.99. $1,4499. But that's what I would do. But every one of these schemes start with the same phrase, and finally he cocked back and he hit me with it. He goes, Robbie, what if I told you, and that, that, that's all I needed to hear right there. What if I told you, and then a couple more seconds after, you're going to hear the word residual income, and I knew I was fucked. That was it. I was done. I, I, I heard that, and I said, oh, boy, I'm in big trouble here. Now, I would have shut the, the pyramid scheme down, but the problem was she was one of the ones in it. She was one of the salesmen. So I would have let him go a little bit and then kind of shut it down. I haven't seen this girl for years. I don't want to talk energy drinks. 
And but this one wasn't an energy drink. She was like, it was like every time you leave the country for currency exchange, instead of going to the booth, you go to this and you get better present. I was lost. And right when I got the, what if I told? It's like a thirty for thirty. What if I told you that Frank Thomas could have been a football player? And then they start the thirty for thirty segment. That's like how these things start. So I said to the bartender, I mean, I think he saw that I was just struggling. So yeah, let me just, you know what you do? He said, do you want a drink, uh, my friend? I said, multiple. And why don't you put in one of those fried pickle poppers you have here at TGI Fridays with the jalapeno sauce? Two orders of the fried pickle poppers, actually. Just pickle pop me up in a five shots of tequila, please. It was awful. It was awful. He didn't stop. He took the floor for the next, for the entire time that we were there. And again, I couldn't stop the scheme. I couldn't stop the pitch because she was in it. So I didn't want to make her feel bad. So she's nodding her head, nodding her head. And I'm just getting absolutely canned off pickle poppers and tequila. Hold on, that could be, could be room service actually. Sorry, Grace, that actually, uh, that, that was indeed actually room service. <laughs> I uh, got one of those hummus platters. And the thing of swordfish, I uh, really went big. It's <laughs> quite a meal we got going here. Anywho, little break in the action here. Um, yeah, I got pitched. So, so finally, I, I had had enough. It was time to go. And if you're going to do the pitch, do the pitch. But give me some room to talk. I, I haven't seen this girl in years. So I paid for my poppers. I paid for the tequila. And I said, look, I said, I'm not going to say your name. I said, it was great seeing you. You, on the other hand, Alfonso, I said, you just sat here and pitched me for two hours. I haven't seen this girl in years. Now, that's okay, but you didn't ask me a single question about myself. Now, one thing, you just totally took over the floor. And now I'm leaving here TGI Fridays on a Tuesday just miserable. So thank you for that, sir. I really appreciate it. But it was great seeing you. Good luck with your, uh, you know, next time I, I head into Russia and need a, need a currency exchange. Whatever they take in Moscow, I'll, I'll give you a call. Thanks for the pitch, Alfonso. I was livid. These things, these pyramid schemes, they got to end. And I was, I was once one of them. But God, I, they're in a reunion. You know? Just pissed me off. Anywho... Moving on. Well, folks, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's that time, Ms. Grace Abraham, if I could just trouble you for a little bit of a drum roll coming across the country there, please. It's the Ask Bob segment week by week, Tuesday after Tuesday. I tell you fine folks, go ahead, just pile on in the DMs there. Slide on in. Ask any question, comment, concern you may have. Submit it for the Ask Bob segment. This question's coming from James Kennedy out of Augusta, Maine. Home of the uh, 12-ounce lobster tail there. Uh, Speaking of lobster tail, actually, I still... Grace, my sunburn from the Dodger game, I did a video on it, which was like five months ago, is yet to go away. I still have Dodger sunburn. So the Dodgers may be out of the playoffs. My sunburn is not. Anywho, James Kennedy would like to know, Bob, what is your most memorable 
golf experience on or off the course. Kennedy's all over here. Yeah, Kennedy, I, I, I don't know. I mean, as far as on the golf course, I, I told you where we had the the annual golf trip with my buddies and the loser had to do the big baller brand tattoo on their lip. But then it ended up getting too intense and too stressful, so we ended up just doing the loser had to run two miles in 20 minutes and chug eight beers. So that's one of my one of my best golf moments. I My worst, a couple months ago, I had my first golf meltdown. And I feel like your golf meltdown shouldn't come till at, at least you hit your 30s. You know when the game's just kind of starting to slip away from you? And you just can't buy a par for the life of you? But a couple months ago, I was out on the course with cuts. I had a total mental breakdown. It was it was epic. But long story short, I, I just I took three lessons back to back to back. You know, everybody at some point in their life in their golf career says, you know what, I'm going to take a lesson. I'm going to commit to it. So I paid just a ridiculous amount at Rancho Park for golf lessons. And I really felt like I was just dialed in. This was it. This was my turning point in my golf career. I go out on the course and just absolutely shit the bed. I lost my mind. I totally, I just had a mental breakdown. Yeah, I'm pretty calm. It takes a lot to get my blood boiling. I was throwing six irons, seven irons, putters, just whipping them. Bob Knight style. Just all across the course. Finally, we get into the car and I said the cuts. I said, I got to pick up a different hobby. I'm done. My golf, I'm, I'm done. So we're driving home. Pure mental breakdown. I Google nearest music store to me. Okay, place pops up called the School of Rock. Cold cuts like Robbie. I'm I, I'm not I'm not. Oh no, no no, we're going. Take me to the School of Rock. I'm picking up a new hobby. I bought a fucking guitar. <laughs> it, it it was like a three hour long meltdown. I bought a guitar. We pulled into the School of Rock. I said, "Cuts, take a right here." He goes, "No, Robbie, I'm not hungry." I go, "No, we're not going to eat." We're going to the School of Rock. I got to get me an acoustic guitar. Never played an instrument in my life. Might have dabbled around with the harmonica in the fifth grade. Just because you had to. You had to take the harmonica course. I walk in there, full Puma golf gear. Guy just looks at me and I know he's thinking to himself, wow, you must have had a rough round. This son of a gun's about to buy a goddamn guitar. It's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm a beginner. I just, you know. I just shot a 120. Um, give me the best guitar for somebody that's ever walked in, just shot a 120 and decided they want to quit golf. He goes, yeah, I, just got, I got just the thing for you. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you do. He, he ends up pulling out like a $250 guitar. I said, no, nah, I want one of those uh, acoustic things. Make me sound like Slash from Guns N' Roses. Give me something special. He goes, yeah, well, we got a special on the Yamaha, whatever, whatever, whatever. Sure, book it. $400 guitar just sitting in my living room. I, that was it. I was supposed to pick up a new hobby. I wanted to go back, play some Eric Clapton. Just thought I would be just rocking out on the strings right out of the jump. Meanwhile, this lasted 30 seconds. I strung a couple B, C chords, and then I was done. I put it away. You haven't seen that guitar since. $400 down the drain. And now I know the guy that helped me from School of Rock is telling that story to anybody he's ever met that golfs. 
I mean, it's just such an epic story. It was a three-hour meltdown. And I, a lot of it I blame on cold cuts for not stopping me. Like, he knew I was upset. If you think I'm going to drive his ass to the school of rock so he can get a guitar after having a bad round. So, you know, just madness. And that guitar, till this day, just sits in, in my living room. Every now and then I pick it up and just slap around a, lot, <laughs> a little bit. But my God, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that. Just chaos at Rancho Golf Course. Moving on. Next question here on the Ask Bob segment. This one's a special one. I actually picked this one out and I said, Grace, this is the question we're using. And this one, believe it or not, is going over to you. You got yourself a question for the Ask Bob segment. She didn't know how to react. She goes, well, what's the question, Rob? I go, well, let's just... I'll start it this way. The guy who asked the question, his name is Jim Bob, and he's from Mobile, Alabama. She goes, oh, boy, where is this going? (laughs) Mobile, Alabama. Again, this one going over to Ms. Grace Ibrahim. Are we ready for this right now? Grace's question for the Ask Bob segment. Grace, me and my friends have a theory that you are smoking hot. Can you either confirm or deny that? And part two is... What is something about Big Game Bob you know that we don't? Grace Ibrahim, tough stage for you here, but take it away, girl. What a direct question. I'm going to give you a direct answer, and it is yes. Also, people have told me that I have a great podcast voice, and people used to tell me that I need to be on the radio, but then nobody put me on the radio. So I didn't know where I could, you know, use this talent and then the brilliantly dumb show came around and uh came in handy and uh part two something you don't know about robbie is that he's a little bit technologically challenged we have to go through a lot setting up mics and recording and getting the sound right which i know hasn't always been perfect but sometimes we're just experimenting and seeing what works for us and also because it's robbie so sometimes it takes a while it's a lot. It's a lot to cover. It's a lot of ground to cover that Robbie doesn't already know. So sometimes like it's fun. We get a lot of equipment sent to us and I don't see it first. Robbie sees it first. So I have no idea what it is because I don't get much from Robbie. It's like it's in a black box. There's a bigger box and there's a smaller box. And I have to go off of that, you know, until I actually get to see the box and what's in it. But I'll usually tell him to just send me a picture of the top of the box so I can do do my research. You know, it's a fun process. It's a cool process. I wish it was a little quicker, but, you know, it works. We keep this train rolling, and I conduct the ones and twos and threes and fours, and Robbie's on the fives. So, it works. I'm happy about it. Anyways, Robbie, moving on. Well, folks, I'll be darned. That just about does it now for episode 19 now, that was. Oh, the Brilliantly Dumb Show. My God, we're just rolling along. Week after week. Got to do something special for episode 20, no? Got to. Tell you, it goes to show how much I love L.A. I really realized it because I, I, I'm just I, I'm a week in on this Miami trip, and I just feel out of the loop, you know? Yeah, the swordfish and hummus platter are great, but not, not for a potting Atmosphere, you know, I, I I like being in La La Land to pod. 
I don't know. I look. I miss Grace Ibrahim on the ones and twos behind the glass. I miss me some Joey Cold Cuts. I miss me some Das Rob. The whole gang. I want to be. I want to be back golfing, swinging, slapping around on the guitar a little bit. If anybody wants to jam, please let me know. I got a four hundred fifty dollar acoustic guitar that I'm ready to just have added on. But anyway, folks, we thank you as always for being aboard the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We will see you next week for a special episode 20. We thank you for being aboard. Brilliantly Dumb Friends of the Pod shirts. Still selling like hotcakes. Get yours now, www.brilliantlydumb.com. We will see you next week, folks. Monster episode 20. Take care. Make the most of this week. I will be back in La La Land Sunday, coming in hot. You stay driven, folks. Take care now. (laughs) 